and welcome to the Starport Rugby Club podcast. Um, we're very lucky this week that we have hit our 50th episode um, and to uh, commemorate the occasion, joining us this week is loyal guest, Mr Joe Churchill. Hi there, David. Good to be, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, good to be back. Um, it's, I feel like this might be the 50th time I've been on here as well. So, uh, okay, do you know I was looking at the other day. I think you you're pushing close to ten. You're definitely pushing uh, close to ten. I'm, I'm, you're not sick of me. Just be honest, I'm sick <laughs> of you. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, mate, obviously, first and foremost, how have you been? How's things going? You know, are, are you still kind of messing around, playing at being a farmer? Yeah, it's all. Everything's still going. I think much just particularly changed. Um, still doing the day job which is good fun and uh it's well i say not much has changed obviously since the last time i spoke to you on here but lots changes in that the um you know we're, we're now well into uh season but uh, yeah from a personal point of view i've been uh been quite well really yeah superb superb um Obviously, as you just mentioned, we're now into the rugby season and, and obviously things have kicked off league-wise. Um, but before we get into that, I just wanted to uh, get your opinion and kind of touch on the current um, state, really, of Midlands rugby. And actually, you could say amateur rugby as a whole. Um, but, you know, I've always said, you know, for me, you come across as a very approachable, very very friendly captain in that you um, will always going to have a beer and a chat with the opposition's captains, players, so on and so forth. And, and you build quite good links with other clubs. Um, and obviously through COVID, a lot of clubs that we would have had links with are now, you know, at, at the potential uh, risk of folding. Um, some have dropped from, from two teams to one and three to two and so forth. Um, some have dropped out of leagues completely. Um you know, what, what, where's your head at with that? You know, because there's going to be teams that you've going to have played a lot throughout the years. I say you have good friends at, but, you know, you've good relationships with people yeah. at, And it's now a case of that's just not on the fixture calendar anymore. You know, yeah. what's your viewpoint on it? Well, I mean, grassroots rugby is, I mean, let's be honest, it's 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 been overlooked for quite a few years, <clears throat> really, uh, by the RFU. Mm. I think the COVID... Um, this pandemic and everything has really just sort of been the final nail in the coffin for some for some clubs or or, or maybe some teams within clubs. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, I, I I really do think it's it's a shame. I know that you know there's a um, a team we used to play Dixon now, um, which is a real shame because it was a nice ground to go to. Um, uh, you know, good food afterwards wasn't very far. Um, they, I know, just, just that's just one example, but that's like that. Club that is, that's not. And they used to be massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, 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 it is a, it is a real crying shame. I think, I think the problem or the issues are, it's a bit more complicated than, than saying, you know, oh, COVID killed them. Um, but it, it definitely, definitely didn't help. Definitely, definitely didn't help. And it yeah. is, it's, it's a hell of a shame. Um, I mean, us personally, uh, weirdly, I think I've, I've, I've touched on it on other pods. We've come out really well from, um, I mean, touch word, come out really well from from, from COVID. Uh, just due to gaining players, um, gaining players from other clubs and, and brand new, uh, you know, pretty switched on, know what they're doing. Will it, will it... So it's... It... I can't. I'm not quite sure why that is. I mean, maybe there's a couple. I've got a couple of theories what why that is, but um, I do. I really do think it's an it's, it's an absolute shame because it, it's one thing to say, oh, it's good for us because we've got all these lads now, so we're putting two teams out and um, we've got all these really good players. But if you haven't got teams for those good players to play against, what's the uh, what's the point? You know. Um, massively massively and you know what i I mean i was speaking to a to a referee assessor on um on saturday and um he was saying to me obviously we're friendlies and so on and so forth he's actually had the opportunity to be at a lot of clubs yeah uh, over the last month or so and he said the general 
uh, feedback he's been getting is one of three things, like as in contributing factors. Yeah. And he said it's with COVID, obviously a lot of people have, have not played obviously due to not being able to. And he said it's kind of, number one, they've had the time at home, had the time with family, had the time with kids, so on and so forth, and and possibly lost loved ones and so on and so forth, obviously through, through terrible circumstances. And I've kind of gone, do you know what? I don't necessarily need that hobby anymore. Yeah. There's, there's things important. Um, he said the second one, and it's something we've touched on before in previous pods, is there's been guys who have been playing for, for years with with niggles and knocks and and kind of managing it game by game, season by season, and they've just had 18 months off and their body's never felt so good and they've gone, do you know what? I don't necessarily need that anymore. Yeah, My yeah. never felt so good. Why would I put myself through it again? Um, and then he said, and then the third one being, and again, we've touched on it, he said, you've got them, let's say, elder statesmen, as it were, who are kind of having that one last season or that one season with a, an eldest child and not so much they've been robbed of it, but they've kind of gone, do you know what? I, I don't need that. You know, yeah. I'm 40, 40 plus. My body's creaking as it is. I don't really need it. You know, I, I went out in a decent manner, you know, let, let, let it be sort of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, there's also a financial aspect of it. A lot of people lost, lost jobs and, and things like that. And, and even, at, even at grassroots level, it costs, yeah, you know, it costs money to play rugby. Um, oh yeah, it could be. It could be that as well. I mean, us. So Starport. Um, I, I spoke to um, a couple of other clubs. Uh, so during the pandemics, obviously there was this return to rugby, um, this return return to rugby roadmap thing that the um, RFU put out, and we followed yeah. it like sort of to the letter. Uh, something we were doing it so we you know as soon as we were able to train to whatever degree it was you know in that quartering up the pitches and so on and so we did it so apart from those few months where like no one was allowed to see anybody during that this well was it been it's been 20 nearly well over 20 months since the last league match we've we've been able to get together even at you know, even what we're social distancing and stuff and do some sort of rugby. Now we made a conscious decision to do that. Um, I spoke to um, Carl, the head coach about it, brought up a committee and I said, well, I want to be able to do, if we are able and it's legal to be able to offer something to guys, because like you were saying, you can soon get used to not playing rugby if we've got the tray if we've got the sessions there on a tuesday and thursday people could people uh, within you know i never said to anybody you have to come i just i said to everybody if you want to it's going to be on you make your own mind up whether you think it's safe or not or whatever and a lot of people did a lot of people did some people didn't and that is absolutely fine and now they are training but you know a lot of people did and it just kept it kept us. It just kept us ticking over, you know. We kept we were throwing a ball around. It kept. It meant we had something to put on social media. It just kept reminding people that, yeah, we are here. And uh, mm. I know a lot of other clubs just thought they looked at that return to rugby roadmap. And yeah, I was one. I looked at it. and I thought this is pretty gash, to be honest with you. No, no real rugby player really wants to be doing this. But and a lot of other clubs just thought, uh, stuff it. We'll come back to it when when we can come back to it properly. Then of course you get that enforced twenty, whatever out, you know, and it's really what I really didn't want to have. And um, we picked up a couple of guys that just wanted to to learn. Plus, the way things were when you couldn't do contact and things like that, it was a perfect time for people that were new to the game to come in and learn. And we had yeah, quite sure, a few. We sure. had quite a few people like that. So as frustrated as it for this seasoned players who let's be honest needed to learn those basic skills anyway because no one is anywhere near as good as they thought they were um <laughs> it, it's it's worked out very well in the long run for us so i mean that that done relatively well um well, I was gonna say, would you say that, would you say that's the key you know the fact that as a club you know we kept relevant if that makes sense in that you i know, think so yeah yeah we kept ourselves out you know we weren't kind of out sorry out of mind we kept ourselves in the public eye as you say social media wise we were 
where we could put him on a product of sorts, be it, uh, as you say, a, a training game, a, a, a touch tournament if it was there, a, a training opportunity, even like you say, when it was the grid work, it was kind of look, all right, it's not where you want it to be, but actually we can make this as fun as we possibly can and yeah. you know, there'll be a product there for you to have. Exactly. We, 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 we were constantly trying to do something. Um, we, we were at least trying to do something, and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. But it, but it, like I say, it didn't matter because we're there. We were there in people's minds, in players' minds, and when there was nothing going on, when everyone was bored out their minds, you know, they go on social media, start up RFC, have been doing this, been doing that, you know, um, been working on sponsorships, been working on um, new training methods, been working on kit, you know, and it's just even though we weren't playing any any competitive rugby. We were still doing things. Um, we were still doing a lot that would, well, I suppose that the, the, the benefits the club. Um, mm. We weren't idle in our, with our with our time. I suppose is a better is a better way to put it. And it was, yeah. uh, and we tried to put that out to people just to show. And they like say uh, people knowing is hard. We're there, then you know, that's the uh, best form of advertising. <laughs> that's it. Um, and then, as we've said, you know, we've come through this difficult period. We, we you know, we, we've done what we can. We, we've done what it is. And ultimately, you know, you could argue we are in a, a better position than actually we were going into it. Um, and then that's kind of, I say, transcend, transcended into the league structure this year. Um, but, you know, we, we've gone through two league games now and a couple of training games, all been incredibly positive. Um, and actually, for the first time that I can remember in a long time, actually, we, we've not only won our first two league games, but they've been convincing and, uh, you know, real kind of um, markers and kind of a, a kind of marker put down to the rest of the league. Do you know what? We're here. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um... It's been great, really. The first two games, uh, uh, first one was, um, so, you know, 20 months of the day that we played our last, well, no, nearly nearly 21 months um, from our last competitive fixture. uh, We played uh, Atherston away, which for a lot of guys was a good hour, hour and a half away. You know, it's a hell of a a game for your first first one. And I put out the... uh, I put out the the messages on the Sunday before the game, um, six days before, and I had twenty guys within two hours. Two hours put the messages out. Yeah, that's how keen people were to get back to it. You know, normally as a, as a captain, you get these these sorts of games, like the commentary sort of games away, and you think, oh Christ, but, you know, people because people work on a Saturday, people are doing other things, they want to take the misses out, they want to be back to go out or whatever. Um, it's always a struggle. Um, but yeah, really easy to get the team out. And um, we, we, we traveled over there and, you know, I was, I was pretty confident. We hadn't actually, I think that this year, every, every team you come up against is going to be an unknown entity because you just do not know what happened to them during lock. Not yeah. got a clue. You know, it's been two years since we played these teams and, and Aviston we hadn't actually played before they were in our league but it but it got cut short because of COVID and it just how things turned out with, with the flooding and everything we had as well we ended up not actually playing them complete unknown entity um, travelled all the way over there um, and yeah we put the bonus point win on them and oh. I'd say from that is is a bit <laughs> A big part of that came came in the last sort of twenty minutes, which was fitness. Which can our fitness was just really really good compared to them. And I've always said, you know, fitness can win can win your games. It was five all for a long time. Then all of a sudden we pull away with three tries in, I don't know, ten fifteen minutes at the end, and uh, and and that could stem back to the fact that we were doing stuff all over lockdown. You know, it was a long hell of a long preseason, but. You know, at the very minimum, you work on your fitness. Yeah. So. Well, I was I was going to say, you know, as you say, it, you're going to a hell of an away game, which puts a lot of kind of not nerves, but you know yourself, you've got more time of the travel to, you know, get tight muscular side of things. You know. Yeah. 
overthink the game, overthink the warm-up, overthink the first 10 minutes. You know, you go into a game, as you say, where it's completely unknown. You've never played them before. You don't have a clue who you're playing against, what they're going to be like, where they're strong, where they're weak. Um, and not only did you kind of overcome all of that, but you won 39-5. Yeah. And, you know, as I say, you know, your, your first Open League game of the season, as you know, as any player does, as any coach does, the first thing you do around about six o'clock on a Saturday is go, right, let's get the, the fixtures and the results up. Let's get the league tables up. And you see that and you think, wow, okay, they, yeah. they mean business. And then, you know, going to, into our second league game of the season, um, which obviously I'm sure you delve into a bit more and get a bit more onto it. But we had Greyhounds at home, a, a traditionally very strong side. Um, and we picked up a 22-0 score, you know, and for those who are much better mathematicians than me, a 61 points scored in two games and five conceded. Like any team in the league, and like I said, not just our league, any team in any leagues, you look at a team starting with them points scored, them points conceded, and that kind of benchmark start, and you kind of go, okay, okay, yeah. And like you, you almost don't want to play them before you have to. If that makes sense, it's it is mind mind games play a big part. First, uh, years ago, you know, you look at you look at these teams and you look at their results, and then you think, crap, I don't want to play them. And I always thought, Joe, one day we're going to be that team. We'll be the team that people don't want to play against. Um, I mean, that <clears throat> I'll be honest, Dave. Greyhounds game. Um, I mean, you'll touch on it in a bit. We've this. We've got this VO, which is it's filmed and stuff. I don't know if you've watched it. We left a lot of points on the pitch. Um, hey, do you know what? in both games, Addison and, and Greyhounds, we could have won by more. Um, if there is anything to be critical of at the moment, it's that we're not quite clinical enough in our finishing. That sort of final in the final third, that final ten meters sometimes there's a bit of panic because we're expecting to score uh, a bit of white line mm-hmm. fever, a bit of panic, the wrong decisions made. Um, uh, and that, that is the only um, critique I have of, 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 of the team at the moment, but that, but that will come, that, that, that will come as long as we keep putting ourselves in the positions where we can score, then, you know, we, will against some of the bigger stronger meaner nastier teams you get less of those opportunities which is why we do need to work on our on our finishing yeah, and, sure. and things like that but um uh, grounds especially you know i think there was two held up two tries held up one uh cal got tackled over he was already he was in the he was in the area but got tackled out the back of it you know um potentially another three or four tries in that in in that game and uh you know, no disrespect to grounds, but they did not look like scoring at any point. You know, they had a they um, they had a lucky kick over the top that took us to our far, to our five meter line. Even when we were back on our five meter line and, and they were trying to hammer us, I thought we're not gonna we're not uh, conceding here. And then, lo and behold, turnover away we go down the pitch again. So yeah, re- really really good. I mean, talking to Carl and stuff. Our aim this year is to win every home game. You know, the home is the fortress. We don't want anybody wanting to come to us at home and then win as many of these away games as we can. Delusional. You know, you can't always take your best squad away. People are doing um, things. People aren't available. Um, and, and And you will lose games against certain teams, but you pick up the wins where you can away from home and you win every game at home and you'll be somewhere near the, near the top towards the end of the season. You know, when you look, look well, at, you know, historically how it goes. Do you know what, though? That That's a really, um, I say smart, but a, a really clever and kind of brilliant way of looking at it. And actually, a lot of years back now, funny enough, I had a coach speak to me about it. And he said, the best coaches and kind of captains, when they're looking at their season, they get their fixture list. They don't look at home or away. They don't look at kind of necessarily outcomes of where they want to be they go game by game they go right yeah. five points four points we'll take a kind of a losing bonus point and a, and a you know four try point there we'll take a draw do you know what i mean and they kind yeah. of break the, the season down into we know we're going to go there we know there's a good chance actually that team might hump us we know there's a chance we can go there and actually we may do a job on the day and, and get the win yeah but our minimum benchmark for that day is 
one point out of this game, two point out of that game. And he said, by the end of the season, they're the teams that kind of go, right, we're working to a points target, not a results target. Exactly. Actually, you, yeah. you, you go, wow, we've got 60 points. You know, we're, we're first, second, third in the league. Wow. And it, it's a completely different mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're exactly right. Like, um, had the um the, the covid curtailed um we were picking up you know, were having a very good season then we were you know in the games that we were losing we were picking up losing bonus points and things like that and i tell you what it doesn't take long for those you know you could you could lose you could have you they could put like eight tries in you but you score four tries yourself or get somewhere within and all of a sudden you've got two bonus points you do that a couple of times it it, it really so um mm. the 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 aim this year is to be the main aim is to be, we're going to be we're going to be competitive in every single game that we go to. You know, we're not going to go to any game and roll over. Um, no, no, no. We, we well, even if they beat us, we want them to think, Christ, they you know they they came here they came here to try and win, and you know they put on a hell of a good show. I wonder what they're going to be like when we go to theirs, and then all of a sudden you've got that again. So and then you know and if we beat them at home if we can give put a good win on them at home before we go away to theirs again, you know, you can go to their ground and they can be thinking, Oh God, they spanked us at their ground, you know? So, um, I mean, I've, I've gone through the fixtures. Like I said, everyone's sort of a bit of an unknown entity. I've sort of put points kind of where I, where I want to, where I want to win, uh, where I want them. Um, I, I mean, like I said, every home game, every home game, we're, we're, we're aiming for a win. I don't see any reason why, why that shouldn't be the case. You know the support on in, even in the rain um, against grounds on Saturday just gone was really really good. Uh, really really surprised me. I, I've never seen quite so many people p- people on the side cheering a sign. You could hear them on the side. You can hear them on the cameras. It, it, and I tell you, what, it doesn't have to make a difference. Uh, oh yeah. So you know, and then you, all of a sudden you've got that sixteenth man kind of. I, I, Sounds a bit silly. I know it's something that sort of like Premiership clubs go on about and stuff. And like, yeah, we might only have like thirty or forty people on the sidelines, but it it, it really does make a difference and it does push you on. Um, so yeah, home games we're going to win them all. That's the aim. And uh, away games we'll pick up as many points as we can. And uh, you know we're not going to be far away. Really don't Love think it. so. Yeah. Love it. Um. And then obviously, again, you, you touched on earlier, you know, the, the club have really kind of, I know through lockdown, have kind of looked at many different angles, many different kind of um, incarnations of how they can help the squad, improve the squad, help Carl, obviously, um, with what he wants to achieve, help you with what you want to achieve and really kind of give back to the, the, the playing department, as it were. And one yeah. of them things this year has been, um, as we touched on, the, the, the camera. Yeah. So obviously, we've now got this camera that obviously can record games. Um, I mean, I've watched a lot of the footage; it is fantastic. Um, but again, you know, we've, we've talked on this kind of um, mindset and this kind of mind game side of things. From a club player, you know, you're looking at that footage, and straight away you're like, "A, wow, this is amazing! Look at this footage." B, wow, you know, look at how we did this. Look how we did that. Uh, but then C, it's so much easier to to kind of critically analyse your own game. Yeah. I've seen a few people in the chats kind of going, oh, I was a bit poor there. Uh, but then equally, I've also seen in the chats some of the, oh, did you see such and such fall over? Or did you see, so, you know, so you get yeah. the comic value as well and that team bonding, which is even better. Yeah. Um, but on the mind game side of things, you know, we're, we're very lucky in that we're able to kind of cut and snip the footage so that we can put out a lovely highlights reel. Um, which we put out on our social medias. And again, you know, you're, you're a team checking our results, checking the league, seeing the scores. You go, oh, I was having to look on their social media. You see this highlights reel and you're seeing this crisp, clean, you know, at times aggressive, at times high tempo game. And you're going, shit. Like, it, 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 again, we've seen it kind of puts the fear of God in you, but you do kind of look at it and go, wow, okay, did you see that try they scored? Have you seen how that scrum? Have you looked at their lineup? Yeah. And you do then kind of go, wow. So it's kind of, as you say, you know, at all times, it's that intentional and unintentional mind games you're playing with the other teams. But then on the home points, you know, as you know, as I said, the players are completely buzzing about it in the chats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's gone down really well, hasn't it? It's, um, 
I mean, it, it, it started, it really started solely as a um, just a way to help develop the players and train. You know, it was more of a coaching aid than anything. I mean, it's grown into, like, like, like you said, uh, into like a little bit of a social media storm. People are like messaging all the time, you know, when's the clips coming out? You know, when can we watch the footage? And we're only two games in. Um, I mean, from a... Uh, uh, coaching point of view i mean there's so much you miss on the day um oh, you know uh like i was injured during the Atherston game i watched from the sideline and there's certain things i picked up watching from the sideline you can see me hear me shouting at the players and things like that it wasn't until i watched the you know and then i thought oh we're, we're just a you know oh we should have scored more tries we're, we were unlucky is what i kept i was thinking i was just thinking oh i just think yeah that was a good defense by them at the end there to stop him from getting there or that's unlucky that didn't quite come off and then when i looked mm. at the footage that's where this i i can you can be more critical and i can be like oh actually i can see the bigger picture now the camera yeah. sits on a on a tripod that's almost seven meters high something like that phil would be able to tell you more about it um and it, you get this really good view of not just not just the uh, the man with the ball, it tracks, but not just the man with the ball, but like the surrounding area, you could see that attacking line, you can see the overlaps and things like that. That's where I then started looking at being like, oh crap, yeah, we had an overlap there. We had a two-man overlap. Oh, I can see the winger with his arms up, waving about, screaming for the ball. It didn't go there. They weren't listening. You know, you see these sorts of things. And that is exactly why the reason, well, that is the reason we got it for. We, we didn't particularly get it for a... Uh, oh, look how pretty we are sort of um, thing. And, you know, and just for people and to show the good things, it's more to show the um, the things we need to improve on, which mm, yeah, yeah. It, it, it has, you know, Carl's gone through some things since the, we had the Atherston game and we, um, Carl wanted to, had a look through it and thought, right, we're going to work on a bit of ruck defence, uh, working in the 10 and 20s channels. Look, we worked on that during the week, <laughs> Coincidentally, uh, that was Greyhound's sort of um, main avenue of attack uh, was trying to hit the big boys up on the fringes of the rucks and malls. We'd been working on it because it was something that Carl deemed that was a little bit lacking in the Addison game. Worked on it during the week. Greyhounds didn't have a, didn't get through at all. You know, I I, I I I can't I cannot think of a missed tackle. You know, not not where someone managed to get the shoulder in. You know, um, so it's paying for itself already also like like we said guys love to see themselves on there you know they they want to see the glory breaks they want to see the kicks and the chases they want to see the tries be scored and stuff like that and of course we've had plenty of those um so so they are seeing them but uh it's it's well, proven to be a, a really really useful tool that i couldn't recommend enough really I tell you what, the, the one that got me, and I apologise if I've got the game wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was the Atherston game. There was a break and play, a uh, couple of breakdowns, you know, a couple of hard uh, uh, phases and so and so forth, and the ball whipped back the other way, and there was a massive four on one, and it, you know, it was executed and scored, and it was just one of them. But I just remember looking at it thinking, yeah. do you know what? A, you know, this is amazing to see and amazing to see the setup and, and kind of fantastic. But for kind of like five, ten seconds, I sat there and I was like, do you know what? I genuinely can't think of a moment at any point I've been involved in the club that I've either A, seen a passage of play look that good, but B, I say structurally be so good, but do you know what I mean? In the sense of how many times before, you know, you've seen that ball go with the forward pods and it had gone yeah. one too many and it wouldn't have come out or it wouldn't have been clean. Yeah, or the ball yeah, would have been yeah. whipped, you know, rather than whipped back and the other way. the centre would have ran in or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? And, and it wouldn't have, you know, something would have not been you know, disrespectful to any of the guys throughout the years and even, you know, until last season. It, you know, something somewhere would have kind of ballsed it up. And that's no disrespect to anyone. It's just, it would have happened. So I remember watching that play and thinking, do you know what? You know, everyone knew their role. Everyone knew kind of like this is what we do from A to B, and this is how we execute the opportunity. Yeah. It's just so impressive to watch. It that that was is the the, the clip you're on about is the Atherston game, and that was um our, that was our first try of the game and our first try of the league season. The three there's three great things that happened in that in that pass. Well, there's four great things that happened in that passage, the play. 
and it just shows where we've come as a team in such a short amount of time because I, I, I'm, you know, I've been captain for a long time. This wouldn't have happened three or four years ago. You know, it wouldn't no, happen. No. So it was um, the, uh, the opposition had the ball on their 10 meter line. I think uh, I can't remember if it was a scrum or a mall or something like that. Um, the first great thing that happened is that uh, Phil Maddox was up like a shot, hit their nine because mm-hmm. um, he dallied with the ball just as normally that ball would have gone back down the pitch uh, line out or whatever and then would be you know 20 30 meters back down not this time phil caught him then uh ollie mack got the turnover brilliant um and then the ball you could you can hear them on the on on the clip screaming the back screaming for the ball now the ball gets whipped down and it goes to and he won't mind me saying this, uh, Luke Hannaford, if he's normally on that 10-meter line, he's normally going to try and run it in. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what's in front of him. There could be bloody like three massive back row players in front of him. He'll try and run it in. Gives a lovely simple pop to Lars. Um, Lars is another guy that, you know, a couple of years ago would be just trying to hit that try line to score the try. It's just it. the sort Stick of player that he is. Yeah, um, exactly the same, same as Luke. Um, and he won't, he won't mind me saying that as well. However... Saw the call, saw the overlap, gives a lovely little pop to Callum. Very first game for the first. Scores on his debut in the corner. Um, perfect, perfectly executed. Uh, just the perfect, uh, you know, all-round team try that was. You know, forwards did that bit. You know, we got the turnover. The ball was shipped. You know, went went across the entire line. Everybody touched the ball. I mean, you even saw the, you can even see the fullback Sam Hadley coming in to create an even bigger overlap in it as well. Um, hmm. and it, it just shows where we've come as a team and like I know I moaned earlier about us not being clinical enough we were, we were very clinical there um, but you know we're getting in that position a lot which is great absolutely absolutely, oh, yeah. fant- absolutely fantastic and um, you know it's just it's great to see that um, you know a, a, a player in his first league game score score his first try for the club as well so I mean he got his punishment for that of course Um <laughs> But no, that was that was that, that's that's probably one of my favourite tries out of the uh, out of the two games. Really good, and well, of course as, it's on VO, so it's it's there for everyone to see forever now. Well, that's it. But as I say, you know, as, as a as a kind of a bit of a rugby Norse, it, it was it was a genuine pleasure to watch. And it, as I say, you just for, as I say, there was that five ten second window watching it where you, you just kind of spellbound by it. You were just like, wow, I've just not seen it this good. Unbelievable! Credit credit to Carl and credit to the players. You know, hats off. Um, Moving forward this weekend, Birmingham Solihull. um, I believe we are away as well. Notoriously, you know, they're not the best team, but any Birmingham team that you go to, particularly at home, you know, we've said many a time. And you ask any rugby player at any club you'll always go, oh, yeah, yeah, there's that team and they have a home team and they have an away team. And a lot of Birmingham clubs are like that. They, you know, they have a home team and have an away team. Um, what's your mindset going into this game? You know, is it a case of, is it one of them games where you go and you kind of go, do you know what? I've got a points marker that I want to take out of it. Or is it a game that you go, do you know what? I reckon there's five points there for us. Yeah. So uh, Birmingham and Sully Hall are actually sat at the top of the table at the moment. They've had two bonus point wins um <coughs> excuse me they've had two bonus point wins um so it's like uh, we're actually a point behind them mm-hmm. i mean obviously it's so early on in the season just you can't take too much from from this yet um the fact they've taken two bonus points doesn't bother me at all like maybe it would have done a few years ago because i know what our guys can do i mean mm-hmm. you, you, you you're right in saying that pretty much most clubs will have a home team and, a, and, a, and, a, and an away team. Um, I mean, the aim is the aim really is to go, you know, is to go there, put on a performance and ultimately try and get the win. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it doesn't have to be five points. It doesn't have to be five points. They, they, they score, you know, if, if we just, if we can, if we can sneak a win, um, you know, get four, we're only a point behind them. All of a sudden, we can be three points in front of them. Um, it, you know, it's it's one of those, really. Again, I, we just don't know what they're going to be like. We just do, do not know what they're going to be like. I mean, I, they've been relegated down to this league. I'm not sure. 
But um, they're they're going to be they're going to be relatively strong. You know, Birmingham's a big place, lots of players, a big player pool. Um, I, I, I think they'll be strong. But looking forward to going up there to a club we haven't been to for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, new uh, new players to play against. It's going to be. Uh, Looking forward to it, you know. Just looking, just love playing rugby. It was great just being in a in a clubhouse atmosphere again, you know, at, at Aviston, and then it's absolutely amazing. You know, tenfold better on the weekend at home. Looking forward to going to another clubhouse, playing rugby with other like-minded individuals again on on the weekend. But I mean, the the aim of it is to is really is to go there and uh, put put in a performance and stamp our mark on the league before the. Uh, before the, the the mini break that we get, so superb. Um, and before we uh, before we round off, I should we should really mention as well. Obviously, our development side had their first league game of the season this year. Yeah. Um, against Key Hill at home on Saturday. Um, unfortunately, the, the result wasn't what was wanted. Um, however, again, Key Hill are notoriously a, a good side. They yeah. You know, any result there is going to be a good result. Um, you know, how is it? You know, again, everything I've seen in the development side of things is positive. It's 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 kind of buoyant. Is that the feeling you're getting? Is it again? We're kind of really striving. I know, particularly talking to yourself and other people at the club over the last kind of two seasons, we're really pushing towards that kind of um, you know two teams one club mentality. Yeah. Um, is that kind of that feel factor there? Where we really kind of get into that point, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting there. It's it 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 takes some building. Um, it, uh, but like guys are like, you know, it starts off with the players. You know, for like one of the first things a guy said when we came off against Grails was, "Oh, well, how did the devs get on? You know, how mm. did the twos get on against Clear Hill?" And that was great to hear. You know, because they instantly wanted to know how the other lads got on. I mean, mm. you know, season's gone past. I'll, I'll be honest. People, you know, they were just like, oh, you know, well, as long as we won or whatever happened with us, and you know, that's that's fine. But um, people gen, gen, like genuinely wanted wanted to know, and we, you know, we were all hoping they were going to win as well. Mm. I mean, um, the uh, one of the lads from from grounds said. Asked what was going on on the other pitch, and we're like, "Oh, so twos are playing against Cleo. And he just went, "How the hell have you managed to get two teams out?" Like, it's, it's just it's absolutely barmy. Like, they haven't had a second team for for like years, and like most clubs our level don't, you know. No. And that, with that being the case, our devs are playing teams that are, you know, they're playing good teams, very good teams that maybe at this moment in time might be might be. I, I hate to say it, but might might be a bit strong for them. But that's uh, that's just due to the fact that you know Clear Hill are what two two three leagues above, and they're you know our twos are playing their twos. You know, so well, it goes to you know, it's just, logic just to, tells you that 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 you know they're going to be a very strong team. Yeah, I mean in the in the in our devs team, I was looking at this the other day, and do you know what? It was only when I was putting the fixture list together for for George that it kind of really hit home for me. So in this, you know, just through October, I'll just give you the four teams that the Devs are going to play in October. So you've got Clee Hill, whose first team are playing in Midlands three. So yeah. that's, you know, their twos are pushing on for mid-three position. This week, they've got uh, Dudley Kings Winford, whose first team last time I looked were Midlands one. So again, their kind of teams are going to be pushing up to that level. Bourneville, who are, I want to say National League, but could be mids one. But again, Pram, aren't they? yeah, so push, yeah. pushing that way. And then the last team in October is Stalbridge, who again are, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you look at it, as you say, you look at the teams or I say the feeder teams and such that they're playing and you kind of go in hell, you know, fair play to your lads. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You've These got big some clubs. fixtures there. Very, I should very say big as well, clubs. they've got five games away on the bounce as well, which psychologically can do a lot to a team. So, yeah. Just seeing the positivity moving forward and going into it, it is uh, not to repeat it, but it's positive in, in, from my point of view because you think, you know, if you can keep a positive mentality playing them teams, knowing you've got five games away on the bounce, you're doing something right as a club. 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's great to see, though, isn't it? It's it's great to see that on a weekend we could get we can get like forty blokes together to 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 play rugby for such what is now you know let's be honest you know it's, it's five we're we're a small club we're small fry compared to you know these teams like starbridge dk's bourneville what, what bourneville doing in there you know absolutely insane um, um so but like you know jaw's not batting an eyelid to going up and playing these guys not 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 not, not batting an eyelid so you know fair play and respect to him and he's getting the lads together. He's getting them galvanised. And, um, you know, I mean, he's got... He's, because of the, the influx of players we've got, well, we've had, you know, he's going to have he's gonna have some very good players that, that, that could, that can, you know, play first-team rugby, you know. The, the, the dream is that there's just, you know, fluidity between the two teams, between the two, the two squads. And, um, and that injuries or things like that we can call up so and so from the devs and he won't look yeah. out of place at all um so yeah it's all it's all it's all looking good i mean like we said he's got a tough he's got a tough uh few weeks ahead of him but come out the other side of that and then things start looking a bit easier um i tell you what's testament as well right again putting the team sheet together for the devs it was only when i was looking at the team sheet writing up and putting it together for him that I kind of looked at it and I thought, do you know what? I'd be hard-pressed to kind of go, not you know, not that I couldn't, but kind of go, that's my starting 15, because there was such good players in that group, such good talent, including the subs in that group, that there were some tough decisions to be made. And kind of you look at it and you think, wow, how many clubs look at their second team, development team, third team, you know, whatever it might be, kind of go, shit, who do we start? Ordinarily, it's a let's hope we have a starting team, not yeah. a my, my God, who do we start? So, yeah. you know, what a, what a luxurious position to be in. But again, you know, testament to, to the club at the minute and testament to the guys at the minute that as a development team, you're looking at your, you know, 17, 18 guys available and going, wow. Yeah. Who do I, who do I, I bench? I mean, to, to all respect to George, I, I know, I know, or to, I know exactly that. That week, he worked really, really hard to get those guys together, you know. And um, I think uh, more so, perhaps for the for 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 the twos and than for the ones, the, the captain really is sort of a, a central rally point. And it just, mm. you know, I think he's going to do a really good job because it just showed um, that the guys want to play for him and things like that, you know. When it, there's he did so well to get to get those guys together, and yeah, they, they had a loss, but they were in the clubhouse afterwards, um, you know, having a drink and have, have, having a good. And you know, we all knew Cleo was going to be tough, especially for their first game as well. And oh, they'll, yeah. they'll they'll come good. They were there's 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 too good of players, there's too good of individual players in that to um, for it not to happen. I mean, the, the dream is to is to get more of them down training. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. not, to, not to put a sour note on it, but George, George will, will say the same. And um, he, he, the one thing he took from it, he told me on on Saturday night was, he said, you know, you could look across the pitch whilst the game was going on and you, and you could, you know, without knowing names, you guys who had been training, which is mm-hmm. exactly what training is supposed to do. You know, it's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no fault of the guys that, that aren't. But now that the season's... Um, well, he's hoping to get a few more down training, get a bit more match fitness, and uh, you know I'm sure they'll be they'll be uh, taking away plenty of plenty of wins with them. But uh, just you know, if we step back just for a second and just look at you know from a club that potentially five six years ago was on the edge, you know I think of some of the bare fifteen guys I took to first team games that no disrespect to them now. I mean, some of them aren't about, so it won't matter me saying it, but you know, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't get in the, in that development squad these days, you know, mm. in the starting 15. So to go from that to where we are now, to having 40, nearly, nearly 40 lads available on a weekend is, um, you know, <laughs> without putting cool. it too lightly, a bit, a bit miraculous. Well, again, look how we started the pod. With how with how Midlands rugby is, as yeah. I just said, looking at your second team development team squad and going, wow, who do I start? There's yeah. a lot of in this league well, that would love that that headache. I I'll just finish 
just something quick. I I, I was um, I noticed on uh, Saturday there was uh, I think three or four North Mids um, representatives at the club. I'm not quite sure why. I think is it like a is it like a hundred year anniversary this year or something like that? I did, yeah, I, did yeah. I did get given a badge or something. Um, and they were saying to our chairman Andrew Foster, they were saying to him like how much they love what we do as a club because we are pure unadulterated grassroots rugby like this is this this is it this is like this is uh, so what we are what we offer is is like is just so um pure and uh, and they absolutely love it they, they they think it's great and they wish more clubs could do it like yeah it needs the bigger clubs like the starbridges the dk's and things like that because competition does obviously need to improve and stuff but um getting people into rugby in the first place and this is that first first stepping stone um and they were they were just and it's nice to hear that from from these from from these people these um you know i i don't know who they were or they look relatively <laughs> fancy you know i thought they were lost to start off with um <laughs> wondering what they were what they were doing down there but yeah and and there's you know what a good what a what a great thing to hear um, you know, they, they walked into a, an absolutely rammed clubhouse, um, not quite believing, like, especially after the pandemic, to come in and be like, well, there's four teams here. What's going on? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and to say the things they said is um, shouldn't be taken lightly. It's, 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 uh, it's uh, great to hear. What, what more could you ask for? And then just to wrap us up, you know, I mean, again, I know on our last pod and previously I've been very vocal and, and you know you know I've said to you this in my in my opinion this is the year you know all all kind of roads lead to to, to glory as it were um I you know I think the club are in the best possible position and just looking at it I think wow for me I I see you going up and taking the next step from your perspective as as captain you know, is there a that slight element percentage in you that is dare to dream? You know, we're heading to the promised land, or is it that you know? Do you know what? I am exceptionally grounded, game by game, week by week, and do you know what? Come what may, by the end of the season, or is there a lovely blend? <laughs> so, I mean, I I try and be. Um, I like to be positive. Um, <laughs> I think. I think. I think you have to be as captain anyway, you know, you've got to keep the morale up and things like that. And, and lads want to hear um, that we're going to win the league. We're going to win the league, you know, um, we're going to win every game, blah, blah, blah. but I, I am, I, I am a lot more grounded than that. I've been around for too long to not be. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, but it, I will say it, it, it is a blend between the two. I mean, I'm taking this. I, I know you don't have to, win every single game to win the league you know it's 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 so so rare that happens anyway um and i i i I generally i want to take every game as it comes week by week and wherever we finish i just want it wherever we finish at the end of the season is obviously it's a long season wherever we finish is where we deserve to be and um i personally believe we're not going to be far we're going to be there or thereabouts i can't say for sure now whether you know i i want to go up i want to i want to i I think it'd just be fantastic with all the work that the guys have put in um obviously i don't know what other clubs have been doing but looking at what these guys have done from where we the hard work that's been put in it deserves something like that i think the club historically deserves to be there as well deserves to be a bit higher up in in, in the rankings and I, I i personally think we could sit fairly happy with teams that are higher up from us as well i don't think it would be too much of a struggle to be a league I above agree. you know I agree. um we've just got to put the work in this season we need to make sure that guys are available we get a consistent core of the team out um week in and week out if we can get that there's no reason why 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 we can't be, be up there um so uh yeah that's sort of how i've been how i've been going with that but i think generally 
think the same as well. There's, there's no, everyone's pretty turned on. They're pretty switched, switched on. They're clever guys. They, 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 they know. Um, and yeah. What do you want me to, we're going to win a league, aren't we? <laughs> Mate, you, you said it. You said it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. You know, if, if we if we don't if we don't now, then I'll never come on this pod again. <laughs> but do you know what though? All joking apart, all genuinely all joking apart. Honestly, if we weren't in the top three this year, I would be astonished. And that is not in the sense of we we deserve to be there by right. It's the sense of knowing the hard work. That you know, to a man, every player's put in. Yeah. That the coaching teams put in, the clubs put in, the you know the infrastructure's put in. Having that hard work, it would almost be a tragedy. A tragedy, mm. but you rewarded with that position, if that makes sense. So not that you know, it, yeah. it's, it's you're gifted. It. It's just uh, knowing the hard work going in. That's what would surprise me if you weren't there. Yeah, I mean. Attitude is half the battle. You know, going coming to the game, mm. the right attitude, the team having the right sort of team ethos. And, and the right attitude is half the battle. It's something we've not That's generally it. not had before. We sort of had a survivability mentality, whereas now we've got that winning mentality, that winning attitude. And uh, if, as long as we keep that throughout the season, um, that's obviously my job, Carl's job as a coach, keep the players players on that trajectory. I can't even say the bloody word now. Trajectory. It's kind of been driven. Um, <laughs> then uh, there's there, there's no reason why why we can't. I, I believe in all the guys as well. I I think you know I've said it before, and I'm more than happy saying I play with some fantastic players. But as a team, as a as a, as a squad, um, this is this is up there. With, I, it's not up there. This is the best one I played with. You know, Super. Um, Super. all round. So there we go. Excellent. What a finish. Um, Thank you very much, as always, for coming on. Um, been an absolute privilege. Um, and, mate, good luck for the weekend. Thank you very much. I'll, well, well I'll, I'll let you know how we get on. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Appreciate it. See you then. Take Cheers care. You.